so welcome to Owning It. Um, I'm your host, Meg Randall Green, and I am so, so thrilled today to introduce you to a very, very special guest. We have Brooke Allison on the show today, and she is just a wonder woman. She is phenomenal. She has built multiple six-figure businesses. She's a speaker. She's a success coach. She helps female entrepreneurs scale to six figures and create a fiercely unstoppable business and a life. She is a complete powerhouse. I'm thrilled to have her here after that intro. Brooke, welcome. Thank you for coming onto the podcast. How are you? Thank you for having me. I am doing wonderful. <laughs> so great to have you. Um, so I'm just going to dive right into it because I have so many questions for Let's you. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Um, I, you have a really unique story and a really unique journey into becoming an entrepreneur and being fiercely unstoppable in your own life. Um, and I have, I just wanted to ask you about it because it's so incredible. Um, tell us how you got here and like, we'll dig into this in a bit more, but like where you are now compared to say where you were five, six years ago, just. Oh yeah, completely different. And it's so crazy because when we think about five years of our lifetime, you know, it's really just a small portion. That's not even like a quarter of our lifetime, ideally, right? And, but so much changes in that time, even just in two, three years, so much changes. So where I am today, and then we'll totally kind of, you know, bring it back, dial it back and go through all the things. Where I am today, I mean, I um, am currently in St. Louis, Missouri. That is where I'm currently at. This is where I grew up. It's good to be back by family, but um, I did travel full time and I did live in Denver and I did all those things. I went to a lot of places, but really I'm so excited about the work that I get to do being a mind shift expert and achievement strategist, as well as master certified in NLP, EFT, hypnosis, time techniques, like life and success coaching. Um, it's incredible the power that you can really accelerate growth and accelerate results for yourself as well as with other people when you actually mix energy activation, mind mastery, and the proven strategy. It's amazing how quick things happen. So that's kind of like obviously what we're doing now, having built this multiple six-figure brand and scaling to a million dollars in revenue since we started this year. So that's really exciting. That's going to be a fun milestone to hit. I'm really excited about it. But it wasn't always this way. So I think the best way to kind of paint the picture is just to kind of bring it back even further of how I even got onto this journey of entrepreneurship. I should have known when I was a little girl, like I, sh I, I should have known I was meant to be an entrepreneur. You know, there's all these clues. My little girl dream was to be Celine Dion's backup dancer. That's what I wanted to be. So funny. <laughs> I love this so much because... Like, can we just also say, take a pause and worship at the altar of Celine? Can we please? Yes. She is just incredible. Yes. She just gets better with age, right? But tell me, like, you wanted to be a performer. Is this what yeah. we kept coming back to? Well, and it's funny because different moments leave clues for now. So being on stage, I grew up dancing and singing in competitions and on stage ever since I was three years old. So that was normal to me. Performing was normal to me. And then I like the idea of being on Broadway. And so that's like a form of like, yeah, like you're performing, but as well as, um, you know, you act when you're performing, you activate an energy for that performance. And I really loved that. Another thing I wanted to do at one time, at one time I wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> Makes sense, right? Um, and then I was like, I don't want to do that. One time I was like, I just want to travel the world and like get paid to travel the world. Like I remember that 
Um, but then I, I ended up going to art school. So again, having an influence over people, influencing people through one medium or another. And that's why it makes sense of where I am today. But you know, it wasn't the easiest journey. I mean, after college, I graduated thinking I was going to get a job like this. And I didn't. <laughs> I applied. I think this is not even an exaggeration. I applied to about five to 10 jobs every single day. I, I was I was hustling to find a job. And I was working in retail. And I realized at this moment that I was the longest standing employee at the store. And I was like, I do not want my dreams to be sucked away like I saw so many other people. And not that that route isn't, is a bad thing. It just wasn't for me long term. I actually started my first business when I was 22. It was a network marketing business and kind of just came into my life. And I was like, yeah, I could use some more money. Of course, I want this opportunity. So I was like, well, let's try it out. And that's really where that, that, you know, blossoming seed of entrepreneurship kind of got planted in. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity because that's what got me to start dreaming again. That's what got me to kind of like wake up my life and shake it up and feel more positive and supported and then I, I moved across the country. And, you know, what I, I made too many life changing decisions at one time, it was about five. And the so guy that I how did you how did you make this decision to move to move across um, the country? Like, where were you working at the um, when you were in the retail retail? So yeah. in St. Louis? Yeah, so yeah. I yeah, I, I lived and worked here in St. Louis. And then I always knew I wanted to move. But I didn't know what that looked like. For a long time after college, I tried to actually move overseas. That was my goal is I always wanted to live again overseas and uh, do something. But that was like near impossible because I wasn't like an expert for them to want to sponsor me to have a visa. And like it was just and I don't speak a lot of languages. So like that also hindered <laughs> me a little bit. Anyway, so it just didn't work out. I knew I wanted to live somewhere and it just happened to come together that Denver, you know, it, there's a lot of little moments that came together about Colorado. So literally only a couple months after starting my first business, I decided to move across the country. It was kind of like a why not opportunity. There was no rhyme or reason to it. I didn't have any jobs set up. I was going to have to restart my entire business when my business was in person. The first one was. So I had my customers here and I was like, well, we're just going to restart. We'll just restart when I get out there. And I did that for a while. Um, but long story short, that was the gateway, right? Going from that, you know, leaving, leaving my ex, you know, that was a really toxic and emotionally abusive and, and, and terrible situation. You know, he and I had moved out there together and leaving that and really building myself from the ground up on a confidence level, as well as, as a financial level. Yeah. You know, if I can fast forward to about, it hasn't even been five years that I've owned this, this business, but about four years ago, in July of, of 2021 this year, it'll finally be four years old, which is super exciting. So five years ago, my life was completely different. So four years ago, my life was completely different. I was working about four part-time jobs. I was working my first business and then I stumbled upon this opportunity. And so I hustled. I was not afraid of the hustle, but I was still not able to afford my bills. I was on food stamps. Um, I have never been more financially embarrassed about my life ever. And I think I had like that 25 year old quarter life crisis of like, there has to be something more than this. I know I'm meant to make a bigger impact. And I kind of just set up a prayer, like, please show me the way. What is the impact I'm supposed to make? Like, how can I get out of this situation? Because this is not the life I'm supposed to live. 
-hmm. And often I talk about, you know, especially when your energy is activated, you receive these nudges and the nudges, they're not like, like, I always like to joke, like, it's not like the clouds like separate and the sun beams down. It's like, this is your answer. It's not <laughs> like that. It's, it's just like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's like, you get this download and you're like, that's what I'm supposed to do. It's like a little push. It's like a little hint. Yeah. And sometimes you can hear it. So sometimes, you know, and often it's my own voice and often sometimes it's a different voice. You know, I don't really know. I don't, I don't recognize it, but something when I, had left my relationship a long time ago. So a, a couple years before starting this business was I had this moment of the fact that I wasn't living as the most powerful me. And that's when I, when I decided, you know what, I'm going to take my confidence seriously. I'm going to figure this out. I know it's a learnable skill and I'm going to learn it and I'm going to become better every single day. But it, I, I heard it as Brooke, you are not living as the most powerful you. Do you remember when this happened? Do you remember what was, was it literally a moment like that when you, or is it Yeah, like I remember of- specifically like being in my room because at that time, I mean, I was really upset and frustrated. Like I was thinking that that was the love that I deserved. I was thinking that maybe I made a mistake. Like maybe that was the only love I was ever going to have in my life. And maybe, um, you know, maybe I was just dramatic. Maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, or maybe, um, I just, I had all of these thoughts going through. So I was second guessing myself, even though, you know, I made the decision to leave. I I was like, well, maybe that's the only love I'm ever going to get. So maybe I should just stay. And I was a mess. I had a hard time kind of getting out of bed. I mean, I did my day to day. I went to the jobs that I had, I did the work. Um, but I just was so low. I was so emotionally low. And it got to the point where I was like, something has to change. Something has to, like, I don't want to live my life this way. I live in this beautiful city right next to the mountains. (laughs) And so I remember being in my room in Boulder, Colorado, and I just had that little moment. And I mean, I don't remember anything else other than that. And that's, that's it. I have different moments of, of, of remembrance of, of downloads, but I had another one when I remember looking out the window of my Denver apartment (laughs) in Denver, Colorado. So years later, looking out the window and having this moment of where I kind of set up this prayer of, you know, help me figure this out. Because when I figure this financial stuff out, I promise I'm going to help others do the same. Like I will always help others do the same because I don't want people to struggle the way that I did. I really don't. It was not a fun experience, but I needed to go through everything I went through to be able to be the person I am today and to be able to help people succeed faster. Mm-hmm. And I had this little download of like, okay, um, you know, here's your first, that one wasn't as clear, but I just knew this was my next step. And literally a week or two after I set up that prayer, I met a woman who introduced me to Facebook groups and that's how I found the coaching world. And then I was like, I'd be really good at this. This is like my call. I was like, Oh my God, I'd be so good at this. And then I started to see people making these huge income months. And I was like, oh, I could do that. And then I, I was just mind blown. And then sky's the limit. The next thing I know, I was running towards brand new business. I was running towards 10K in cash. I hit it at about my sixth or seventh month of business. And then we've just been scaling ever since. That's amazing. I'm just so inspired by this story because so many people, I think, listening to this will relate to right where you were at and that feeling of like actually taking ownership of your own future and, and of your own yeah. confidence and your financial yes. freedom I just and it's so important because it. you have to remember that everything that you've been through and anything that anybody has said to you or 
um, any experience you have, you don't have to own that. It doesn't have to make you who you are. You get to decide at any moment who you're going to be and, and how you're going to be even better than you are today. That's at the time, that's all I strive to do. How can I do better than I did yesterday? How can I be a better version of me than I was yesterday? I had to take baby steps for a long time because my mind was not in the place. But granted, I have been doing personal development work since I was 22. So now that's years compiled and things are a lot easier. and My self-awareness is even better. And I have all these years of experience of, of studying the brain and being able to help people shift. So it's, it looks different now. Yeah. But it wasn't always easy. That's yeah. Entrepreneurship, the hardest part oh is the six inches between your ears right here. So true. And so many people, I see this time and time again. It's like the, literally the only difference between those who make it and those who don't is keeping on doing it. Keep yeah. on doing it. Literally. 100%. And that's oh, the thing that. that people trip up about so much. Like it's really, there's really three things that you see the, the, the big entrepreneurs that you see are killing it, that are doing amazing, that maybe you aspire to be in their place. They've mastered their sales. They've mastered their marketing. So they keep showing up visibility and all of those things. And they've mastered their confidence. So then their sales are infused and their, and their marketing is infused with that confidence. Those are the three main things that all of them have connected. So when we can kind of recognize our own gaps and recognize, okay, if I keep going, you're going to make it. That's inevitable. You're going to succeed. As long as you're doing the right work, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. And I love that behind you is a poster. I don't know if it's a poster or like a little one of those. It's a, yeah, it's like one of those word, you know, scrambles. You can put whatever the hell you want. It. <laughs> My success is inevitable. I I'm obsessed with this because I think I heard this somewhere else and I was like, that's a mantra I can 100% get behind. Yeah. <laughs> like that's an affirmation that makes sense to me because it's got to feel right for you and confidence building is not an overnight thing. And like, tell me how you think about confidence building. I'm super curious because I have my own, um, I have my own theories, but I would love to know like, what what would you say to someone who is like feeling emotionally quite low and like they can't do something what would be your advice yeah absolutely I mean there's so many things that we could pick apart here as well and honestly um when it comes to confidence confidence is a learnable skill and I think people for some reason they they're like well I'm an introvert and I'm like wait a minute (laughs) being an introvert has nothing there's no connection between introvert and confidence or extrovert and confidence that doesn't exist. I think we we made up all these stories in our head and then we made them mean something. Therefore, we cannot whatever that is. And that's just not true. So what I like to do first and foremost is I like to step back into my power. I like to step back into knowing who I am. And I ask myself these two questions. I ask myself, what do I know is meant for me? Because what happens is over time, because of how our brain works, and we generalize things, and we um, segregate things in our own mind, and our own categorizing system, we um, kind of distort things when we hear things, right? Have you ever heard? We can cut this part out. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping she'll calm down. If not, I'll go give her another bone. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, like, we can cut this part out. I'm like, oh, no, Sage. <laughs> how bad is it? Can you hear her a lot? It's no, it's not bad at all. It's fine. Okay. I can just okay. edit this whole bit. Yeah. Okay. 
So we we distort things. We generalize things. We have you ever had someone who like they they just um listen to what they want to hear? Have you ever, ever heard that face? It's like, oh yeah, he like heard what he wanted to hear out of that sentence, but we didn't actually hear the whole thing. And that's what happens over time is our experiences are compiled and other people say things that then we decide to accept as true about us. And we have to identify, well, is that actually true? Or is that something that someone said that I chose to believe to be true? And so is it actually our own thoughts? So I always go back to what do I know is meant for me? And this is a knowing you probably can think about right now what you know is meant for you. I know I'm meant to be a millionaire. I have no idea how, like how exactly that comes together or what that looks like. I know I'm meant to be in a deep, profound love. I know I'm meant to be a mother at some point other than just a doggy mom um, and a cat mom, <laughs> like a baby mom, <laughs> I know, a human baby, a human baby. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm meant to travel the world. I know I'm meant to impact lives. I know I'm meant to be a best-selling author one day. Like I know, I just know these things and I don't know how to explain it other than the fact that I just know it. Mm. And so you probably have those answers to yourself. So that's, that's in your soul. That's in your deep, like aligned like, guidance of what you know is meant for you. And then I ask myself, okay, what do I know is true about me? So then if that's characteristics or maybe it's your drive or like, I know I'm fiercely unstoppable, right? It's part of my brand. That's why it's such a huge part of my mission. Um, I know those things. Okay. Well, once we can get back to who we are, then we can start taking strides to becoming this more confident self. Because truly, I think the biggest reason why we lose the confidence in ourselves is because of external circumstances where we can kind of go back to us. And then it's our thoughts, it's our fears, it's our worries, it's the comparison. It's the looking at other people thinking, well, I might not be good enough to do that. It's that emotional roller coaster that we go down that is really hindering us from actually stepping into our true power. And we can just shift that every single day, every single day, just make tiny, tiny shifts that compound onto each other. And then like a year later, you feel like a completely different person. I love that. And I love these, I, I don't know if they're affirmations, but these questions, these prompts to give yourself, yeah. like, what do I know I'm is meant for me? And what do I know I'm good at? I'm rephrasing that, but you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Or, yeah, what do I know um, is meant for me? And what do I, like, what do I know is true about me? But yeah. then you can change those. So whatever the answers are, those could be your affirmations. Like love I that. am fierce, I am powerful. I am an overcomer, you know, I take challenges and I rip them up, <laughs> you know, like I burn them and I make it happen. <laughs> I make things happen. I like that one too. That's awesome. I easily receive money every single day. Yeah. So I didn't go from food stamps to multiple six figures thinking the same thoughts about money. There's oh, no way. This is know? so interesting. Can we dive into this a little bit? Cause this is like my favorite mm-hmm. subject. Um, Love it. <laughs> my, so one of the reasons I started my business was to help women with these mindset shifts as well, because there's so much that comes up when you start a business that you are not prepared for, right? It will come up in sneaky ways to, and you have to resolve that stuff to actually make a success of your, your life. You can do all the strategies you want, but if you put that on top of thoughts that don't serve you, it's not going to work. So you can literally do the same thing as some coach over here and get zero results. So tell me, tell me, tell me, how did you shift your thoughts about money and business to make like to be on track to make half a million a million dollars like tell me tell me what you did (laughs) yes okay so I mean this is a long 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 journey okay and here's the deal 
it's even as successful as I am now, sometimes you forget how big of a deal you are. So I just want you to like tell yourself right now, like I am a big deal. Like I am a big deal. Like say it with me. I am a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) I am a big deal. I'm a big deal. Okay. We're all a big deal. Yes, yes, yes. Like that's so true. I am a big deal. But sometimes even when we see some success, we forget. And that broke mindset runs really, really deep. So there are things that come up that I'll notice. Um, I'll even have uh, like the old way that Brooke used to think come up. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know that was still around. Mm-hmm. And when those things happen and when you noticed your trigger, instead of ignoring that, we're like, oh, hey, you know, interesting that that thought just came up. I always ask myself the lesson I need to learn. What is the lesson I need to learn to be able to let go of that thought? And then if it's really not as simple, something that is as simple as that. Okay, the lesson is, what do I know to be true? Okay, so I know this instead. Otherwise, sometimes I have to do like a whole journaling process because it's just so much easier. Things are so scary in our head. And as soon as we can put it down on paper, it is completely different. And I'm a really visual person, even when it comes to showing myself how these goals are possible. Because I'm a how person too. I don't care when people are like, don't worry about the how. I'm like, okay, but listen, girlfriend, like I need to know like how, like how is this even possible? Because my brain is like, what is the possibility that this is actually going to happen? So I show myself the how being open to receive whatever way it's going to come to me. But I'm going to show myself different examples of how it could come together. So that's one of my things that I do as well. When I was trying to hit my first 10K month, when I was trying to hit my first $50,000 cash month, it was the same exercise. It just looked a little different. So I like to do this in my journal because I like or or um, in a spreadsheet, like because then math and then fun things happen in spreadsheets. You know, it's just like beautiful. Um, that's like how I feel about it. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> but I do it in my journal a lot, too, in which case I, I call it like receiving and spending. So you're energetically receiving the money. So let's say your goal is $10,000. Great. Um, do you have base revenue already coming in in your business? You already know that $3,000 is coming in. Let's put that there. So that we only have to make 7,000. Awesome. What are all the ways? And you just do one, like one way to add up to 10,000. So what are all the ways that 7,000 can come together and, and come bring it down, break it down, break it down, break it down. Um, okay. I could sign a painful one-on-one client. Beautiful. X amount of dollars. I could have two people who come on a payment plan for this program. Awesome. I could have um, a flash sale for a little thing and have 10 people sign up for that. Awesome. So we're just coming up with ideas of how this could come together. I could find $100 on the ground. Sweet. That'd be pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> that would be fun. And so there's different ways that it can come together. So you're energetically like receiving the money and then you energetically spend the money. So break it down to all the way to zero. Now, this does not mean you're spending your $10,000, but you might have, okay, I want 2,000 of that to go into my savings account. And I want um, 4,000 of that or 3,000, whatever it is to stay in my checking. So you're still putting an intention of where it's going. So that way, when you actually, when you actually receive that money, it's not like a freak out of, oh my God, I don't even know what I'm going to do with all of this. You have a clear intention. And also it makes it easy to see where that money is going to go. So at first, you know, there was definitely a thought in my head that I was like, why would I ever need a hundred thousand dollars a month? Like, what the hell am I going to do with that? But then I actually did this exercise and I was like, oh my gosh, I could see, I was able to do so many more things for the world, for, for charities, for different things I wanted to be a part of. 
And I was like, okay, here's where that money could go. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's showing your brain a physical evidence realm, a tangible realm being energetically as well. Yeah. And as you start to be excited about that, your, your energy, your frequency around your current process of money actually elevates to receiving as well. You know, and I, I, th- I do think we should talk about that because it is a little bit confusing. People are like, just be in the vibration of money. Mm-hmm. And I'm a type of person that's like, yeah, that sounds so good. But what the hell does that mean? Oh, and so I, like- I'm a how person. I like to share the how. <laughs> do you yes. feel that way too though? You're like, yes. Oh my like, goodness. Like, what? The affirmations and stuff. Like I understand it, like intellectually I understand it, but like I have no idea how that works in actual real life, right? Oh, I can tell you that. I actually do know that. Um, I will tell you that after this. So let's talk about the vibe of money and what that means. So words and okay, think about this. Have you ever read a book and all of a sudden you just started like crying because you were just like in it? Have you you cried reading a book before or reading like an article? Yeah, sometimes I I watch commercials and I commercials. I was just gonna say I watch commercials all the time, like for supermarkets. (laughs) Okay, so um so like yeah, a lonely you, carrot, you know. You get what I'm saying. So yeah. um, back to the book example, because that's a little bit easier to, to the physical book, as, as the physical book itself did not make you cry. The words being text on a piece of paper, that did not make you cry. It was the meaning that you felt behind what it actually was. So the text on the paper, it was the meaning you felt that created some sort of vibration inside of you. You felt something from that. Okay, another example. When someone, like maybe your significant other, or um, think about the very first time your significant other or someone, I mean, I'm I'm single. So like, you know, whenever you have one of those, (laughs) you know, sometimes the very first time they ever say, I love you, it, that has such a, a feeling. I remember a time where my dad told me he was proud of me. That produced a vibrational feeling inside of me. Someone else on the street could say, I'm so proud of you. It was a different, it was different. There was a different feeling attached. Do you know what what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Even sometimes when I look my doggy in the eyes, which is not being crazy, I'm like, oh my God, you just feel the feels. That's what we're talking about. So we're just trying to attach that to the feeling of receiving the money we want. So one, we want to find love for money. Okay. The people who have the most money of all the planet, they love money. They love money. They know money is there to support them. They know, they know money is their BFF. They are in cahoots with money. And often we're not that way, right? Cause you're my financial blueprint is like, but you're never there for me. And you always yeah. leave and, and you, you abandoned me when I needed you the most. So we definitely got to look at our money trauma for sure. Mm-hmm. But when we think about what we want to achieve, you have to make sure you're excited about it and you're feeling good feelings. So I noticed this with myself recently. I was getting annoyed by not hitting consistent $50,000 cash month. And I know that sounds crazy, but I was getting annoyed and I was like, okay, it's right here. Literally, I have everything in place to make that happen. It should be so simple. Like all of this is in order. And I was getting frustrated rather than being excited about it. And so I realized I was putting so much pressure on this goal. So I had to take a step back and be like, okay, what is the bigger picture? What excites me even more? So then I thought about, okay, the very first time I'll ever hit 100,000 in one month. Oh my God, like that's gonna be crazy. And then my energy shifted. I started feeling like 
Ooh, when we hit a million dollars in revenue since starting, that's going to be so amazing. That's going to be so much fun. Yeah. So it's, I started to think about a bigger number that actually excited me because of all of the opportunities it brings. So if you're noticing you're putting pressure on whatever your financial goal, I mean, gosh, I had pressure um, when I was trying to make $2,000 a month, <laughs> you know, so at every level, it's, it's just the, you know, it's just different, different energy. It, it has different that. energy. And I love the the spending it ahead of receiving it because I feel like that's really intentional and it shows the money or the energy or however you want to, you know, view it, that it has some place to go. So it's safe to come and and you're ready to receive it because you're not going to, like you said, you're not going to freak out and suddenly go, I have $100,000 in my bank account. Better get rid of it quick because I don't know what to do with it. Like that seems to be my money story is like it I don't feel very safe around money yet I'm still like working through that so I'm trying to figure out why that is so it feels safe with me that makes sense like that really totally and sometimes sometimes I will say though that we try to make something bigger than what it is and often we just get to choose again so when I have, so when, with my clients, I do energy shifting calls where I literally, I tell, I tell them, I'm like, okay, bring me your shit. Like, bring me your problems. Like, what's your problem today? You know what I mean? Like, bring me the problem. Okay. So the problem is, well, I don't feel safe around money, but I'm trying to figure out like where it comes from. And it is true. You might have a significant emotional event from the age of zero to seven that you are not consciously aware of. And it could be something as simple as um, like just, this is just what popped in my head, but like you had lunch money and a bully came up to you and like took it away from you or something, you know, that's just what popped in my head. So I'm not saying that that happened or, you know, whatever. But even if that did happen, it's all in how we perceived it. If we made a story behind it, that then yeah. provided evidence over time and basically how it looks in, if we were to, to make your brain a solid horizontal line, it almost is like little dots that are on a timeline, dot, 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 that said the same story again and again and again. And all we have to do, this is the work I do with my clients on a deep-rooted subconscious level, is we just have to cut the first one and then all the rest of them fall away. And usually a lot of what that looks like is really identifying, like going back on your timeline on on a mental level. And what is the lesson? What is the lesson I need to learn? And when we can figure that out, it's constantly the the rewiring. It's an ongoing journey of rewiring, of choosing again, of giving yourself a lot of grace and trusting yourself along the way. If I could do anything differently, I would tell myself to trust myself more and I would give myself a lot more grace and not put so much pressure on ourselves. And I'm sure a lot of you guys who are listening need to do the same. Yeah, that's such a good message. And, you know, it's something that's coming up for me and my clients as well is this like the pressure side. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you set goals. Yes, you want to be successful. Yes, you want to do all the things. As entrepreneurs, we we just do. That's who we yeah, are. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, we're I like, mean, go, go, go. It's like, we're never like, it's like, okay, when, when will we finally have made it? Exactly. And so this is always the next goal. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of going through this process of like, what, what is success? How Mm -hmm. do I class that as success? Because is it success if I make this amount? Is it success if I sign this client? What, who says that? Right. Well, that's really good to identify who did say that. And and I do this. This is so great that you're talking about this because it's not like you do this work one time and then you're like, I'm good. 
I'm cured from all my problems. Like, life is going to be beautiful from here. Like, okay, yeah, it could be beautiful. But also, like, shit hits the fan every time I turn around. Like, I'm always like, what is happening, you know? Um, But the thing is, is I have to redefine that all of the time. Because I'll start to notice. And we're so hard on ourselves. We really are. We're we're harder on ourselves. And, and we all know that, too. Like, than we I would know. ever be to any anybody else. So if we can... If we can try instead to be a gentle observer of our thoughts and just be an observer, almost like, you know, and I don't even know if I only know this from TV, but like when, when, you know, like Grey's Anatomy or something where people are having surgery and there's like the gentle observers at the very oh, yeah. top. And they usually having an affair, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> they can speak to the people down having surgery, yeah. but they can't do anything more. They're just observing. They can't really actually take um, you know, a knife or t- take action and partake in that thing. And if we could try to do that, so we are like observing the things happening. Interesting. And, and we're at a higher level as well. We're like, okay, wow, that was an interesting thought that came up. I wonder why that happened. What triggered that to happen? Um, do I actually, is that actually true? I do like a facts and feelings. Okay. Well, what are the facts? Because sometimes my feelings are way too real and overwhelming and being an empath, I just feel all the feels and I'm like, oh my God. Um, and, and then I get caught up in the feelings when the facts are clear. Well, I didn't need to feel that way in the first place. So self-awareness is the biggest, best, that and confidence is the biggest and best skills that you can continue work on developing. Oh, absolutely. I'm so glad that you said that because it's just, it informs everything that you do. Like if you're feeling a certain way, there's a reason you're feeling a certain way. It's because you're thinking right. a certain thought. Yep. And then that produces your, I mean, think about your actions. Yeah. So like, obviously, if you're thinking like, I'm going to sign a client today and I'm so excited <laughs> and life is amazing. And you're like, Woo! like, you know, you're like, like just jamming. Um, your action is going to be like fierce, it's going to be on point. And then if you're feeling like, oh my God, I have no idea what I'm doing. No one ever signs up with me. Like maybe I should just quit. What do you think your action's going to look like? And then you're wondering why you are getting the results or lack of results that you're getting. And then that all comes together, which people don't talk about. And it creates a new belief system that you implant onto your timeline on a subconscious level. And then your brain provides all the evidence it needs to say, you're right, you should probably quit. Oh my goodness. And that's not true. That's why I whisper because that's like your whisper brain. That's like your little like your little devil on this side. You got the angel on this side. Like on your, your, the devil's like, you should probably quit. And your <laughs> angel's like, you're going to massively succeed. And then you're like caught in the middle. And you're like, I don't know what the hell to do. Oh, but- my goodness. It's so good. And it's so, <laughs> this is why it's so important to have people to help you around you to point out when you cannot see it for yourself. Like yeah. someone like you, Brooke, to say, hey, what is true? And what is not true in this situation, because we cannot do it for ourselves nine times out of 10. Even if we are learning and we're good at this stuff, it's just not, it's just. And that's what I love about helping my clients with. They can open their mouth and talk to me for 10 minutes and I can instantly tell them what the biggest problem we need to shift today is. Mm. And they can't hear it within themselves. And I'll just keep asking deeper questions to actually find the root, see if there's a deeper root or if it's just like a surface level, because it's not. It's all about how you're actually doing the problem. And that's what people don't realize. They think that the, 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 the one thing at the surface level is the problem, but that's not always the case. That just might be a symptom like, of the actual deeper issue. But often we only can work with our conscious awareness. 
and we don't know that deeper level of transformation that's available to us. It's amazing. So what inspired you to start into your the NLP and the hypnotherapy? Was that like the second <laughs> part of your business journey or how did Yeah, that's that? so it's so funny because again, your life leaves clues, right? So ever since I ever took my very first psychology class when I was 17, 18 years old, I was hooked on brain studies. So even throughout college, all of my artwork throughout college revolved around psychological facets. So I actually studied memories. I studied beliefs. I studied mental illness. I studied all of these different things on my own to infuse into my artwork. And I took some psychology classes. I thought about maybe being an art therapist at one time. That was definitely a thought. Um, there's so many ideas that I had blossoming, but throughout the years and my personal development growth and everything as well. And what I learned about, you know, um, all the obstacles <laughs> that I overcame as well, all of those things that I did as I kind of went through my own journey, I realized how much I loved this brain work. So I've always done some mindset stuff with my clients and confidence. Confidence is my jam. And I truly believe confidence has a direct tether, a direct tie to your cash flow. And then I, it was just divine. You know, I was actually coming back from traveling full time in Europe and UK. So I did fulfill my lifelong. It was an eight year dream. You guys, it took me eight years to accomplish one of my dreams, which was to travel and work. And in 2019, I traveled full time. Um, I was the digital nomad life (laughs) and I was in Europe and the UK most of the year, but I was coming back from there. And it just so happened that someone was talking about this company. They just happened to be doing a seven day like certification in St. Louis. And I was like, well, I can't not do it. Like I've been talking about doing NLP for a long time. I was like, let's just do it. And then I became a master level, which is the highest level. And at some point I might decide, um, honestly, I might decide to be the next one is trainers to where then I can certify people to become master, you know, or NLP track, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I can't speak. All right. And then I can train people to become NLP practitioners as well. But I haven't decided if I want to take that route because I like actually participating and facilitating the transformation. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Sky's the limit, right? There's always unlimited opportunity and possibility for you. It's just deciding what path you want to go down. I love that. That's awesome. And I'm going to wrap up in a moment. This has been so much fun, Brooke. Thank you for everything. And thank you for the way that you're helping people. Like you are just from, you know, there are so many people on Facebook, right? <laughs> Let's just so many. Like, there's like 3.8 billion people in, on social media. Like that's a lot of people. <laughs> that's a lot. And there's a lot of them who seem to be coaches. And you've always stuck out to me as just the incredible energy that you do everything with is so refreshing and wonderful to see. And it's just instant. It's just instant. You can see that this is your love and your passion. And I'm just so thrilled to have you here. It's just been so much fun. Before we hop off, um, tell me where everybody can find you. Where can people, what are you working on? What should people go sign up and do with you now? (laughs) And where can they find you? Yes. Oh my gosh come say hi. Like, don't even just like stalk me on social media. I mean, I love my social media, like, like lurkers. I do, of course, but send me a message, say hello. Let me know that you, you know, heard me on this podcast. Of course, um, I, I gave a lot of freebies, so I don't know which ones you want to oh, provide yes. to the audience. So there's tons of those. 
Um, I am going to be doing a lot of amazing stuff. I do free business coaching Wednesday, every Wednesday in my Facebook group, Fiercely Unstoppable Entrepreneurs. We are just at the 6,000 marker of people and we're growing, growing, growing and expanding that group. Of course, the Fiercely Unstoppable podcast. Um, and, you know, just hanging out with me on Instagram, Facebook. Those are my, my main hubs, of course. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. And um, so there is a little free gift, um, 10 strategies to 500K. So yes. I'm oh, that's so good. That was yes. my most recent freebie I created because I was really trying to to capture, okay, what are the 10 most important things that I feel like I did that took me to 500,000 and what's going to take me to to million. And of course they've tweaked and there's a million other strategies we could do, but I wanted to give you guys 10 strategies of how to accelerate your business. And if you guys need help, don't hesitate to reach out. Like I'm just on the other side of the screen. I don't buy it. I promise. Like I want to help you. Um, and the truth is a lot of what we talked about is it's probably a huge block that's hindering you right now. And give me a few minutes and I can tell you exactly what that was. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll see you soon.